everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Getting Inside the Right Male Mind with Lisa and Benjamin Shield. <laughs> Hi, baby. Hi, it's great to see you. I don't get to see you enough these days. <laughs> so we are so happy to be here and we have a wonderful topic for you all today that I think is really salient. It comes from one of our mastermind participants. She is in our upper tier program and she wrote and requested that we talk about romantic signaling. Mm -hmm. Romantic signaling is when one person signals another that he or she is interested, mm -hmm. right? And so in my course, we talk about this quite a bit. I think almost everybody watching us today would say that they would so much rather meet somebody out in the real world than have to do online dating. These days, it seems to be less and less desirable, even though it's one of the primary ways that people are meeting today, especially with COVID. And so we want to give you some tips and some insight into why you're not getting asked out when you're out and about, just going about your daily life. And then we wanna talk about how you can invite more attention if you're a woman and why as a woman, it is so important that you take what I call the female lead and actually signal men and let them know that you uh -huh. are interested. Uh -huh. So a lot of women today I listen to them and there's so much dating advice out there that says, lean back, let a man chase you, don't take initiative. And many women take this to mean that they're just supposed to sit there and be pretty and let men pursue them. Honey, let's talk about why that doesn't work. Absolutely. Well, first, a man doesn't want to be rejected and he doesn't want to be shamed. And particularly if there's a woman that he's really attracted to, also the more attracted he is to a woman, the more shy he may become. Mm -hmm. And so all it takes is just the least bit of invitation from a woman, just the least bit. And it just boosts his confidence to walk over and start a conversation. Mm -hmm. So what is romantic signaling? What what is it? Do you do you know? Well, romantic signaling to me is letting someone know that you see them and that you may be interested and that you'd like him to come over <laughs> and start a conversation <laughs> and him to ask you out. Mm -hmm. So scientists studied this. They actually studied human interaction in bar situations and they wanted to see who was actually making the first move? Was it the man or the woman? And I was floored when I heard the actual data that 90% of the time it is the woman in a bar situation or out and about. They, they studied people in bars, but what they saw was that human beings are a lot like birds and we signal in a lot 
you know, we preen, uh, uh. we do things just like birds do, and that it is 90% of the time the woman who sends the signal first and signals the guy to come over, and then the man will pick up on those signals and approach. But what they also saw, which is hilarious, and I think every woman really needs to know this, if you were to ask the men, they would tell you that they signaled first, that they took the initiative. So if you're sitting in a bar situation or you're out and about at the supermarket or whatever, and you see a hot guy, 99 times out of 100, if you make the first move and you signal him, most of the time, they don't even know. They would think mm. that you were looking at somebody behind them or, you know, you were looking, signaling a girlfriend or something, but they actually think they made the first move, which is great because we put so much pressure on ourselves. We think that, you know, we, we feel embarrassed or we don't want to be too obvious. And the truth is men are daft. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> we need someone to open the door for us, mm -hmm. and then we can walk through it. Yeah. So in real life, we open doors for women, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, physical doors. But when it comes to meeting people, the woman needs to open up the door. And the man, as you say, may not even realize mm -hmm. it, but it is so important. If a man sees a lovely woman that mm -hmm. he's attracted to, but she's not signaling at all, she may be looking at her iPhone, she may be studying the menu. She may be into the, the band, whatever it is. If she's not looking over to him, there's a really, really good chance he's not going to walk over. As opposed to that, that same woman who looks over to him, makes eye contact, holds the contact for just a, a moment longer. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he understands that she's looking at him. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, it's as if Nothing else exists except the two people. That simple glance is electric. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a bell jar over the two people. And the man is first flattered and second excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. third will walk over. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So as women, I think we dress up and we put ourselves together. We try to make ourselves visually uh, attractive, right? And then we go in, I'll just, we'll use a supermarket example. There we are in the supermarket walking around and we're looking at the fruits and vegetables and we're shopping and whatever, you know, and we think, okay, a guy will notice us and he'll come over and talk to us. And you are a very, to me, a very confident, masculine man. I know you have no issues with taking a woman out and knowing how to be a man when you're with a woman. But you told me this morning when we were talking about this topic that if you saw a beautiful woman at the supermarket, and even if you were really attracted to her, unless she gave you some kind of sign that it was safe to come over, you would never approach her. Why Why not? Well, first, we don't know if she's available. And, you know, we don't want to make a fool of ourselves. We don't want to feel ashamed because we don't know if we're going to be put down, you know. Or uh, rejected. You know, rejected. And so all of those things. 
So if a woman, but also you said that you respect a woman and you don't want to invade her space. Oh, you yeah. don't want to be predatory. I don't want to invade someone, and you never know how often a woman is hit upon by players. Mm -hmm. And who just don't even care about signals. They just have a goal in mind, and they're skilled at it. Mm -hmm. And so women can have their defenses up. Mm -hmm. So for a woman to hold a gaze, if they're in the, using your example, if they're in the frozen food section, <laughs> and a man has a package of frozen peas, just say, you know, oh, I love to cook with those. Or, <laughs> you know, or, you know <laughs> just something simple, a conversation opener. And suddenly the door is open. Like it could be as simple as, I love peas. What are you planning on making tonight? Right. And after, you know, maybe three or four minutes, it's, you know, maybe I can make something for you. <laughs> or maybe you can cook for me. Uh -huh. uh, because the conversation progresses. It just takes someone to open the door. Mm -hmm. And that someone almost always needs to be the woman. Right. In fact, we had a personal trainer in Los Angeles who was hotter than hot ladies. I mean, and I really mean this was one hot hunk of man. Six foot seven, <laughs> just like probably 4% body fat. Yeah, muscles and... Great voice. Yeah. And handsome. Handsome, handsome man. And I used to love to talk to him about these kinds of things. And I asked him, I said, Julian, would you, you know, walk up to a woman just cold and hit on her? And he said, hell no. <laughs> and the truth is, as hot as Julian is, he's a very kind and respectful man. And he, like any other man, doesn't want any other really great guy. He knows that it can feel like an invasion of a woman's privacy to be hit on just out of the blue by some guy you know, unless there's been some kind of signaling or some kind of contact first. And really, really great guys don't want to just come on to women without that opening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking earlier as well. I gave you, an, you know, a couple of examples. I think that I am typical of most women today where I would love for men to just come up to me. I think I'm very introverted and I remember I would always, when I was single, I would always get dressed up. I would go out. I would try to look good. I'd be going about my day and I'd often come home and I'd think, wow, I never get hit on. Men don't approach me. But I did have a few instances in the course of my life where they did. Out of the blue, there were a few examples of times when guys hit on me. And one of those examples was I had just completed the Landmark Forum, mm -hmm. which is really kind of a groundbreaking, intensive, you know, two and a half, three day personal growth wor workshop. How, how many days? Baby? Four days, two weekends. No, this was, well, it was, this was maybe three and a half days or four days uh -huh. consecutively when I did it. Oh, I see. Uh -huh. When I did the Landmark Forum, they actually broke it. They had the Landmark Forum and then the advanced course. And I, it, I was old enough to do EST. Yeah. <laughs> that was the original iteration of this course. And uh, I remember I came out of it, and you've been doing all this stripping away and all of these intensive 
introspective exercises. And when you come out of it, you do feel lighter. There's, there's something about having done all this deep work. Anyway, I was glowing and I felt lighter than I had in years. And I guess I was radiating this beautiful energy that I don't normally put out into the world. And I went to the post office to drop off some mail. I must have signaled this guy. I must have. Maybe I was just happy and I happened to look over at him and I don't know what happened there, but I literally walked out of the post office and he was standing outside and he asked if he could take me out on a date. <laughs> and I know that that was a consequence. I can't, you know, I can't ignore the fact that I had done that workshop. My energy was so open, right? I was in a very different state of mind. And this man actually waited outside the post office for me to come out and to ask me on a date. Another time, yes. Let me just add that your walls were down, yeah. but you still had boundaries. Yes. In fact, you turned them down. I did turn them down. <laughs> he wasn't my, my kind of guy. But uh, yes, it was still flattering and I was very kind and all, but I probably said, you know, I'm seeing someone or whatever. I turned him down nicely. But then I went to a Super Bowl party, and this is the God's honest truth. Unbeknownst to me, there were some cookies that someone had baked, and I ate, I think I ate two of these big chocolate chip cookies. You know, I heard somebody say to me, be careful, those aren't normal cookies. And I just thought it was somebody's grandmother's secret recipe. Uh, and they were saying, oh, those are special cookies. Well, they were special cookies. They were laced with pot. They were just filled with pot. And I had no idea. And as I was driving home from this party, I literally felt like, rocket woman like rocket man my car i felt like my car was going off the ground and i was flying flying and i had no idea i realized you know after a, a little while what was going on but boy did i have the munchies and as i was going home i thought oh i'll just stop at the coffee bean and maybe carrot cake is my favorite thing in the world so i thought i'll get a piece of carrot cake I walked in, I was glowing, glowing. I mean, I just felt freer than free. And I locked eyes with the barista behind the counter, this cute, probably 20 year old guy behind the bar, you know, behind the counter. And he just looked at me and melted. <laughs> <laughs> and he started flirting and, you know, can I get your number? Can I take you out? Whatever. And I could just see that the shift in my energy, which normally I wasn't that open, I could see the difference between how I normally walk through my life and how I was in these two different instances when my walls were down and my energy was open there was something about the way I was being in both of those instances that men felt that I was approachable. And I think one of the things that may happen is that the man may feel seen mm -hmm. because you're, you're open 
your all of your senses are mm-hmm. open and active and alive. And as men, we don't really feel seen. Not mm-hmm. at work, not at you know at, at home, not with other guys. So for a woman to look at him and feel and for him to feel seen mm-hmm. is magic. Wow. And rare. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. I never thought about that. Yeah, and then there was one other instance where I was getting popcorn at a movie theater and there was a man and he had his arm in a sling and I said, shoulder surgery? And he said, yeah, how did you know? And I said, well, I actually just had shoulder surgery. I said, I had to take off my sling because it was pulling on my neck and giving me headaches. But I just had a full shoulder replacement. And whenever you've had surgery, you compare physicians. <laughs> well, who did your surgery? Well, who did yours? And we both started comparing our, you know, our, our different physicians. Mine actually was the hottest, hottest guy in the world. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on this guy. And uh, Benjamin knows him because he, he had surgery yeah, too. Lisa was sorry her, her other shoulder was, was good. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> he, yeah, I looked forward to my follow-up visits. <laughs> One time I walked in and I was wearing all white and he said, oh, you look so good in white. And I mean, I lived off that compliment for a couple of months. <laughs> anyway, um, this man was so great and we had this lovely exchange and then this beautiful tall redhead walked up out of nowhere and you know i i thought oh that must be his girlfriend and so i said well it was so lovely talking with you and i just assumed that they were on a date a couple days later my doctor's office called me called me and said that a man had called and was wanting to get in touch with me and they said they would give him or give me his number. And so I called him and it was the guy from the movie theater. And he said, you know, women don't normally approach me. He said they they don't normally reach out to me. And he said, you were so charming. And I said, well, I thought, what about the redhead? I said, I thought she was your girlfriend. And he said, no, we used to date, but we don't anymore. And he said, I'd love to ask you out. And I said, well, I'm seeing someone, but, uh, or I'm married. I don't know. I, I, but I was in a relationship. I was already with Benjamin. But I said, I, I said, I can't even tell you how much it means to me that you did that. And he said, well, you were so lovely and so vivacious that I just thought, wow, we could have a lot of fun together. (laughs) So again, I signaled. I wasn't sitting there waiting for him to strike up the conversation. I struck up the conversation and I gave him that entry. And not only did he ask me out, but he searched me out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you you didn't have to have magic cookies or Mm -mm. finish landmark. You just had to open up a door, a simple door, a simple comment, Mm -hmm. and it can win a man's heart. Yeah. Have you had women signal you? Actually, you did when you were walking down the street in Boulder and the woman said, Benjamin, right? are you Benjamin? (laughs) Yeah. And you wound up having a relationship with her. Yeah. 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 Actually, she sent the guy who she was walking with, and I thought they were a couple, and he 
across the street. We were out on Third Street or Walking Street in Boulder. And he said, is your name Benjamin? And I'd never met them before. It was the strangest thing. Because he said, my sister thinks that she knows you from New York, which, you know, I had just come from New York, but I didn't really meet anyone. It was a very quick trip. So it started, you know, it just opened up a door, which was a very lovely period of my life. Yeah. yeah. No, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And you had a wonderful relationship yeah. with her while you were in Boulder, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah. So romantic signaling is a big thing. And despite what many of you are reading or hearing other love coaches say, women have to take the female lead. And the female lead means letting a man know that you are interested and that you are approachable and that if he would approach you, you would say yes. So even in emailing, one of the things or texting with a guy online, one of the things that we have our women say to a man when she wants him to ask her out is, I bet if you asked me for my number or I bet if you asked me on a date, I would say yes. So that's a way of not saying, hey, ask me on a date or do you want to go for coffee, but really making it inviting and give, letting him know that it's completely safe to ask you out. So babe, let's talk about some ways that women can signal a man romantically. Well, the gazing of the eyes is, is key and this, then the smile is also key. Well, let's talk specifically about the gazing of the eyes, mm -hmm. but let's start with that because there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. Right. The wrong way might be to glance and then look away. You know, if they look back, you look away because you're shy. The right way is to, and this may take practice, when you look at a man and he looks back, you hold the gaze for a moment more than what's comfortable. And then look away. And then look away. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to stare too long because then that's also weird. Right. They may think they have a stain on their eye or something <laughs> that you're staring at. <laughs> right. And then let's talk about the smile. There are two kinds of smiles, right? There's just a fake smile and then there is what is called a Duchenne smile. Mm -hmm. And the Duchenne is when you see it in the eyes as well, mm -hmm. because we've all seen photographs that just seem like someone is putting on a, a face, but the rest of the face doesn't signal right. that the person is enjoying themselves, enjoying another person that they're looking at. So it shows in the eyes also. The eyes light up. There's some wrinkles along the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And, and with Botox, that's a little tough these days <laughs> to actually see. Right. It's true, but you can still see the, the glint, the, mm -hmm. the shine in the eyes. Yeah. So there's a big difference between just a fake smile, an artificial smile, and a Duchenne smile. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other thing about smiling at someone is that you don't just want to be sitting and, and smiling at everybody and then look at a guy and smile. You actually want to look at someone, even maybe give them a little bit of a Check them out, mm -hmm. look them up and down, uh -huh. and then smile. Right. That is great. Right? So that they know, so that he knows that you're smiling directly at him. And as you do it, you're doing it slowly. <laughs> There's something very, very feminine, mm -hmm. very sensual yeah. uh, about a woman moving slowly. We think of Marilyn Monroe slowly 
moving down the staircase. Last night we saw the movie oh. North by Northwest, and Eva Marie Saint was everything she did was slow, but she was very focused on the man. She mm-hmm. didn't take her eyes off of him. Right. And, you know, it was just like he noticed every movement. Mm-hmm. And it would have been very different if she was frenetic, mm-hmm. if she was distracted, if she had her, well, it was 1959, but if she had her iPhone yeah. there, you know, or she was looking at people coming through the door, mm-hmm. you know, very, very different. Nothing else existed yeah. except her and yeah. Carrie Grant. I know, I look vaguely familiar. Yes. You feel you've seen me somewhere before? Mm-hmm. Funny how I have that effect on people. It's something about my face. It's a nice face. You think so? I wouldn't say it if I didn't. Oh, you're that type. What type? Honest. Not really. Good, because all these women frighten me. Why? I don't know. Somehow they seem to put me at a disadvantage. Because you're not honest with them? Exactly. Like that business about the seven parking tickets? What I mean is, the moment I meet an attractive woman, I have to start pretending I've no desire to make love to her. What makes you think you have to conceal it? She might find the idea objectionable. Then again, she might not. Think how lucky I am to have been seated here. Well, luck had nothing to do with it. Fate? I tipped the steward five dollars to seat you here if you should come in. Is that a proposition? I never discuss love on an empty stomach. You've already eaten. But you haven't. Yeah, it was, I, I couldn't believe how hot that scene, you know, those couple of scenes with the two of them yeah. were absolutely, she was mesmerizing. And what was also quite amazing was it was understated. It was very understated. I mean, there was an intensity. She was in her body. There was a way in which there wasn't a lot of, oh, and la, you know, oh, emotion and giggling. And I mean, some of that can also be very attractive, but there was a, a level of maturity. I don't know how to say it. You know, there was a maturity about what I describe. It was really wild. When a woman could look at a man and move slowly, and hold his attention, that is a woman of substance. Mm-hmm. That is a woman of substance. And that's not the type of woman that a man is just going to try to manipulate mm-hmm. um, you know, into what he wants. This is a woman who merits his immediate respect. Mm-hmm. And her sensuality brings out his sensuality. So there could be sensuous play without it becoming sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's this connection and we've all felt that limerence, that interplay of sensual and just even the subtlest moves. But the man begins to move more slowly also mm-hmm. and begins to hold her gaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she used few words. Mm-hmm. Yes. She used very few words. Yeah. She was very succinct, 
She was very pointed mm -hmm. in what she said and how she said it. She stayed on topic. Yeah, she stayed on topic. Right. It was really, a, it was really an incredibly sexy and sensual scene to see that interplay between a man and a woman so well drawn. And I think it's something I would highly recommend, you know, to anybody. You can probably even go on YouTube and just find mm. that scene. Yeah, there's like two scenes back to back, which are just so sexy. Ah. Well, one thing about Ava Marie Saint also is that she was in her body. Yes. And there's something very attractive. And I've mentioned this before that if I was at a red light mm -hmm. and in the walking across in the crosswalk from one corner, one side of the street to the other, there's a beautiful woman made up, high heels, just gorgeous, mm -hmm. lots of makeup. Her hair is done. It would catch my attention for a moment. But I probably wouldn't follow her with my eyes. Mm -hmm. And then another woman who may not have makeup on, may not have her finest clothes on, if she's in her body, I would be tempted to just have my eyes follow her from one corner to the mm -hmm. other. It is so attractive for a woman to be in her body. Well, and you also hear very often a woman will say, you know, I was sweaty and I had just come out of yoga and my hair was pulled back and... You know, I had no makeup on, and he walked up to me and, and asked me out, and I wasn't even put together. Mm -hmm. And often, that's so much sexier than a woman who's all done up and has put too much thought into her appearance. Yeah, and when someone puts too much thought in, they appear unapproachable. Yes. They appear like a magazine cover, but it's not like a guy could just come up and have fun with her. Mm -hmm. She's almost like a, an object of art. Mm -hmm. And most men, unless they're players, mm -hmm. wouldn't approach a woman like that. Yeah. You know, it, unless she you know, signaled and smiled and showed warmth and mm -hmm. interest. And then, you know, there's the possibility. Well, and the other thing I really, I want to go through quickly because we don't have a lot more time, some of the ways that a woman can romantically signal. So... One wonderful one is if you're wearing glasses or sunglasses, pull them down and look at a guy, you know, and really check him out or take your glasses off and look yeah. like you're really wanting him to see you, right? Because we can be hidden behind a pair of sunglasses, but if you pull them down or you pull them away, that makes it very sexy. That's a wonderful signal. Also, licking your lips mm -hmm. or biting your lip, anything or, that draws... Right, or, even touching. Yeah. yeah, even touching or biting on your finger mm -hmm. and looking at a guy is very sensual. Anything that brings attention to your lips. There are certain women who are very aware of their lips and when they're mm -hmm. talking... And you can bring your awareness to your lips just like that. And it's very, very sexy if you're enunciating and using it. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do that more yeah. often. Using your body, leaning in, mm -hmm. show it, you know, leaning closer. And hair is very sexy also. Yes, it's an erogenous zone. Yeah. Pulling, touching, anything to do. We have a Tantra teacher friend who is so right. gorgeous. I mean, she is a true goddess. 
and she constantly play you know was twirling her hair and playing with this beautiful long blonde hair that she had. I mean, you cannot take your eyes off of her, right? And you have the feeling, even though she may be doing it to an entire group of people, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that she's doing it just for you. Just for you. Like, you can't, you can't stop looking at her. Yeah. What are some other things, babe? I think that the way a woman breathes. Breathes. just taking like a... <sighs> yeah. And just... It makes you so accessible, mm -hmm. not vulnerable, not an object, but it just draws a man in. Because sensuality is something that's done in slow motion. Mm -hmm. you know, it's every nuance is noticed and intentional. And a breath like that, when a man feels like it's intentional and the woman is letting go, mm -hmm. if you take a deep breath, it's hard to have your walls up. And again, you could have your walls down but still have your boundaries. Yeah, so something very sensual. And, you know, if you're looking across a room, you're at a bar or you're at a restaurant and you see a very handsome man, something that you can do, you can pick up your glass of wine, mm -hmm. taste, smell it, look up at him. Right. Run your finger exactly. around the rim of the glass. Exactly. Wine glasses are very sensual. The way you hold it, the way you play with it, using your hands, touch of any kind, whether you're touching your body or you're touching your legs, crossing and uncrossing your legs is a, is a really big one. Yeah. Anything that lights up the senses. Mm -hmm. Playing with a necklace. Yeah. The, the opposite of that is like, you know, we've all been with someone who's yawned and will yawn. <laughs> But if someone is lighting up their senses, the other person's senses will light up as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but playing with your necklace mm -hmm. or your earring, yeah. you know, playing if you're looking over at a guy and you're touching your earring, that's a good one. Tilting your head down and looking up like that or putting your head back and showing your neck. That is a, the neck is a very, it's a big erogenous zone. Mm -hmm that we don't always think about. We have a Benjamin's former assistant was a big model in the 80s. And we were looking at photographs of her last night on her Instagram. Oh my God. She has a neck like a swan. And she used to be a model for Karl Lagerfeld and Javier Ballenrat and some big, big, big photographers. And she had these gorgeous photos of her, even now in her 50s, breathtaking. You, we were both, the, the two of us were, were gasping because she has this swan-like neck and she knows exactly how to tilt her head to draw attention to this, to one of her most beautiful features. Yeah. And a woman doesn't have to have a swan-like neck. No. It's just how she uses it. It's how, how she, she uses, uses it. it. And it and doesn't take much. No, and the fact that she knows that it is one of her assets. So another thing is knowing what your assets are. Like, I know because I've been told by a lot of people that my smile is one of my assets and my laugh. Both of those things are, are often commented on by people or my voice and people. your eyes and my eyes gosh everything about me 
but if you know how to use the your your finer qualities you don't have to be a beauty queen this isn't about you know one of my clients sent me a videotape of Paulina Poroskova. I think that's how you say her name. She is a Czechoslovakian model, one of the most famous of all time. And it was amazing. We were watching, she was again, another supermodel, super supermodel in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. It was amazing, amazing to watch this woman and she was sharing, here is one of the most gorgeous women on the planet who has ever walked the face of the earth. And she was talking about how, you know, when she was younger, she felt seen but not heard. Mm -hmm. And she has more beauty than most people right. will ever dream of having, but she wasn't happy. Right. So think about the fact that you don't have to be a supermodel just open up that door send those signals let men know you're interested that you're available give them that wide opening to walk into and you'll be surprised at how many men will approach you out and about in the real world it does not take much just like commenting on that's a beautiful watch <laughs> I, I just couldn't help but notice boom <laughs> it doesn't take much and also know that you need to practice this you've got to practice it is not something that is comfortable or natural for most of us to do this and know that the men are just as shy and just as awkward as we are and sometimes they won't come over I actually heard a story of a, a woman who was signaling very openly with a man across a bar all evening, and he never came over to her because he was just very shy. And then at the very end, she was going to walk out, and she decided to go back and say hello to him, and they actually are now married, they have a relationship, and he wanted to go over to her so badly, and if she had not gone back into the yeah. bar and introduced herself. Just a simple hello. Yeah, it never would have happened. Yeah. That would have been just, you know, wow, I wonder why he never came over to me. And how many missed opportunities yeah. have we all had? Yeah. How many? How many? Oh, we could go on about this, but I know, honey, you're seeing a patient today, so we have to end here. This has been wonderful. Thank you to our client who suggested this topic. And we send all of you so much love. Take a risk. Get out of your comfort zone. Be the change you want to see in the dating world. Stop waiting for things to happen and people to come to you. And just start making things happen. If you look around at your friends, your girlfriends who are getting a lot of attention, the truth is they are probably sending a lot of signals to men and they're opening that door and you can open that door too. So I am Lisa Shield and this is the love of my life, the guardian of my soul, Benjamin Shield. Thank you so much for joining us. 
If you enjoyed this, please rate this podcast. You can send us your suggestions for topics. You can send that to DWD, which is Dating Without Drama Pod, at lisashield.com, and we will do a special episode just on your topic. And if you want to know more about Lisa and her program, it's lisashield.com, S-H-I-E-L-D. I can help you find a guy like this <laughs> or your version in 12 weeks. I can teach you everything you need to know about romantic signaling and more. So please check me out and come back and see us again. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. It's been fun. Bye-bye.